Our international tour with Founder Journey continues. We are in Abu Dhabi, meeting with Hani Abu Ghazali from Mental VR. We're talking about unlocking human potential with virtual reality. Hani gives us his uh, history in gaming and how he's applied that knowledge and experience into education and training with virtual reality and enterprise solutions. Hey, welcome back to another episode of Founder Journey. Uh, today, I am in Abu Dhabi, trade mission number three, I believe. <laughs> and uh, I'm here with Hani Ghazali. Did I get it right? Yeah, you almost. Hani Abu Ghazali, yeah. <laughs> Hani Abu Ghazali yeah. uh, from Mental yeah. and Mental VR. Yeah, correct. Uh, based in Abu Dhabi, but you also have offices in Canada. You've got offices in the U.S. as well? No, it's, it, we're basically, yeah, we're eventually, hopefully, we'll have offices in the U.S. But uh, yeah, we're based uh, out of Abu Dhabi and we have a development office in, uh, in Montreal. Cool. Yeah. And and your CTO, Arthur, yeah. I actually know. Yeah. <laughs> he made that yeah, intro. Small so world. Yeah. Really, really random. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> hey, I, so he's on me on LinkedIn. Hey, you're you're in Abu Dhabi. Yeah. <laughs> my, my company's in Abu Dhabi. Me, my yeah. CEO, my co-founder. It's like awesome. Let, yeah. Let make that intro. And, it's and, the story of the gaming uh, industry, right? Like I was I was uh, I was in Vancouver. I lived in Vancouver for a long time, and that's that's how. Although I didn't know Arthur, but you know I know yeah. him through you know a friend. So. Uh, it's uh, it is a small world. <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, we'll get into it in a second. Yeah. But like, yeah, the gaming world in Vancouver is a tight community, and uh, it this it sparked so many other startups and so many other verticals and in industries. Like the VFX stuff that's happening in Vancouver came from the gaming industry. Yeah. The, the esports. Now you got uh, NFTs and Web three and, and the VR AR. It all stemmed from gaming. Yeah, right? that's right. Yeah. All right, all right. Let's right. get back to yeah. to to the podcast <laughs> yeah. and the intro. So, yeah. Hanny, uh, tell us about Mental VR. Yeah. So, uh, uh, Mental VR is a vocational uh, training platform. We're we're basically we're positioning ourselves as a content agnostic platform that uh, that helps uh, you know the workforce train in virtual reality. So, virtual reality is a sandbox for us, but what we do is we do experiential learning in uh, in VR. So, we've been uh, in business for uh, about four years uh, in Abu Dhabi, and we've done work with. Uh, some of the large companies here in Abu Dhabi, and we're starting to expand now to Saudi Arabia. So uh, traditionally, we've done uh, a lot of work in the, in the energy uh, sector. And uh, this year, we're going to be expanding to include other verticals. Yeah, like when people hear virtual reality, their mind obviously grab, gravitates to gaming and entertainment because that's the most experiences that they saw uh, with the VR platform. But we in the industry know that the real path to adoption and monetization, let's face it, it's all about making money, yeah. uh, is through industrial and um, uh, enterprise applications right. and, and vocational training, yeah. whether it's uh, mining, forestry, uh, food and beverage. Uh, uh, I know HoloLens being used in, in auto repair mechanics at Porsche. Right. Like yeah. th Those are really, I wouldn't call them dry and boring, but it's like, I did not expect to see VR in that application. Yeah, yeah. So can, you, can you kind of elaborate on that? Like, how did you mental figure out that uh, this is where we want to be? Well, you know, being in business for four years, the first the first year uh, when we started Mental, we were trying to find where this technology fit. You know, like the the consumer market was not ready, and I still think it's still not ready. There, there's not a lot of people that have headsets. So our head was like, for us to sustain ourselves, we had to look for. For ways to generate revenue. So the early stage of uh, uh, of mental, we we were doing anything that was virtual reality. But what clicked with us, what we started, uh, you know, noticing 
the, the value added for virtual reality was in education. And we, uh, you know, at that stage, we were looking at two possibilities. One of them is, uh, you know, K-12 type uh, learning, and the other one is higher ed or, or uh, uh, vocational uh, learning. So uh, immediately when you start thinking about, you know, like the comfort side of uh, virtual reality, younger age, it's not recommended for them to be using virtual reality and the adoption would have been a lot more challenging. Probably parents would not like, you know, their, their kids to yeah. be strapped to, to a large headset. Uh, and immediately, like we, st- you know, about two and a half years ago, we started doing some work with uh, with the energy sector, and one of them is the rec- regulator of the nuclear energy. And the success that we had, I mean, other than the fact that for them it was a proud moment that they're adopting a new technology, we were trying to solve a real problem that they had, you know, a problem with their training. That's a combination of the uh, of the cost and the actual impact of the training, you know. So what we found, you know, through doing experimentation with the early modules that we developed for them is we're actually saving them a lot of money on their training. An example of that would be uh, a module uh, that would cost them almost a million dirhams, which is the equivalent of 300,000 300, yeah. uh, Canadian dollars, uh, to, to block a street in an industrial area and stage an accident scene and have the trainees go in there uh, and just use the equipment to measure the radiation of uh, you know, like yeah, whatever, 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 whatever it was, right? Fall, yeah. So it's a very costly exercise that you can capture almost like to 80% you accuracy, know, like accuracy in, in virtual reality. And that was almost like the eureka moment, you know, like you can, you can using virtual reality, you can reduce the, the cost of trading. You can connect people from anywhere. They don't have to physically go to the location. You can create digital twins and you can create multiple scenarios of those digital twins that can add a lot of uh, value to, to the businesses. And I think, you know, once once we built that and the uh, the management and the training team saw the value of doing that, uh, it, it gave us confidence and it gave them confidence that this is a very viable and probably the only way for them to really scale uh, their training, the organization. And we have a couple of other examples that, uh, that we've created in the, in the energy sector. Yeah. That's awesome. Again, industrial applications, enterprise applications, yeah. I think that's the future yeah. uh, for VR adoption. <laughs> Uh, okay, that's the company. But let's go back to you. Yeah. So, so you kind of hinted that you were in Vancouver, you were in the gaming industry, and that's you met right. the network there. So, so now you're in Abu Dhabi. But yeah. let's go back. How did you end up in Vancouver, and how did you get to where you are today? That's, uh, I mean, that's an interesting story. I mean, it's um, so I went. I initially went to uh, to Canada. Uh, I had great passion to like. Uh, I, I was doing computer graphics back in the in the nineties, uh, but I was self taught. My original education was in architecture, and I started dabbling with, with, uh, with. And that CD. was here in the UAE. Or? That was uh, I was I was in Jordan uh, at the time, and okay. I actually moved to Dubai in '97. Uh, uh, and I did really early. Yeah, yeah, really. Early. <laughs> Dubai was not really, Dubai in '97. Dubai was like twenty percent of what it is right now. Yeah. And this city, you know, like it, it, uh, it grows very quickly. So uh, at that stage, I was doing uh, I was doing a combination of uh, pre-visualizing you know, buildings in architecture and, and did some commercial work, you know, uh, TV commercials and, and things of that nature. And that was just a passion. Like my day job was, you know, being an architect, but my passion was in computer graphics and, and creating all these cool visuals on SGI, very expensive SGI machines at that yeah, time. Back in, that was, like, back in that day, it was really difficult to to learn, you know, like, so I had to literally read books, you know, like I was spending my evenings reading books and, you know, uh, after my day job, you know, looking for, for ways to do... Uh, projects just for for the fun of it and uh you know knowing that 
you know, this is this is where I wanted to go. I decided to to move to Canada, and it was a toss up between Toronto and Vancouver. Uh, I ended up going to Vancouver because of uh, you know being accepted at VFS. So I went to VFS and VFS uh, being Vancouver Va- Film School. Vancouver Film School. It's yeah, actually so, yeah. grown to be one of the like most recognized in the world as yeah. its uh, graphics and visual effects. Absolutely, absolutely. It was it was it was a great experience, and it just grounded everything that I knew into something that's more lo- logical. You know, like going to you know the theory of it into the implementation. And it was an excellent program. But what was even more important is that it connected me with with the ecosystem in uh, in Vancouver. Because mm-hmm. part of that program was at the end of it is that they bring people from the industry to mentor yeah. and guide you. And uh, my animation instructor actually got me the first gig and it was at a company uh, in Vancouver called Radical Entertainment that uh, eventually got acquired by uh, Vivendi Universal mm-hmm. and then became an Activision uh, studio. So I worked there for about uh, uh, eight years. Uh, towards the end of it, I was the uh, director of the Advanced Visual Group, which was a team that was overlooking the um, uh, future of computer graphics for next gen, what was called back then next yeah. gen uh, consoles. And that would have been Xbox uh, X- One. Three, uh, well, no, that, that was three sixty. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, PS three three sixty. Yeah. yeah, so that was uh, that was back in uh, two thousand and six. Uh, after finishing Scarface, I just I remember that very well. <laughs> so it was a great opportunity for me to to learn, to grow, and work with some of the most talented people that I that I that I ever worked with. Um, and after that, I went. Um, I, I left Activision and. Um, uh, moved to a company that a friend of uh, some friends of mine started called United Front Games. Oh, I know. Uh, yeah. you, you know United Front. Okay, so I was with uh, the United Front Games. Uh, I was on a game called uh, Sleeping Dogs, uh, which was an open world game set in Hong Kong. It was the uh, uh, art director on the on the project. So we shipped that game in 2012. Um, uh, it was a great game and a great team. Again, so much so much learning that happened there. And in 2014, my wife and I decided to uh, come back to the region, reconnect with my with our roots, and just look for for a new fresh start. So I moved here with Ubisoft initially, uh, and I stayed with Ubisoft Abu Dhabi. I think it was a one year old uh, company, uh, and uh, the, the uh, person that founded it, Yannick, was a good friend. Uh, now he's uh, he was the one that convinced me to actually move to yeah. Abu Dhabi, and it was it was a great experience. Two years uh, moving from console development to mobile development. Although in the beginning, you know, like for console developers, there's a bit of a resistance. Yeah. You know, like, you know it's, it's working too, on smaller too small games. of a screen, too small of an environment. Uh, it's exactly. to really build the yeah. game yeah. experience that you were used to building, right? Exactly. But I learned so much about the business because what mobile was doing that console games were not doing is that it was uh, a, a data-driven uh, type yeah. experience. And console games, I mean, traditionally, like you spend four years, sometimes five years working on a game, so many things could change in those five years and then you launch it and it doesn't really get updated except yeah. for if it's broken, you release a patch. Whereas in mobile games, it's about releasing the MVP and, and having yeah, the short live operation. Short, short uh, development cycles, right? Exactly, exactly. And, and that's the modern way of, of you know working on a, on a product, you know, game as a service or product as a, as a service. Uh, while this was happening, you know, I was... Uh, I was introduced to virtual reality when I was at UFG when the first Oculus Rift uh, came out and there were uh, a group of developers in our downtime that started working on it. Just geeking out on it. Yeah, exactly. And it's just like it stayed with me, right? And uh, I bought one uh, when I was here and, we, you know, myself and somebody that I worked with, we started dabbling with it and just, you know, 
tried to pre-visualize things and uh, uh, it just connected with me immediately. And um, and then one thing led to, to the other and uh, we got a commercial uh, project, which was a Mars simulator, really cool project. So we worked with uh, uh, with subject matter experts that, that uh, had done work uh, at NASA. And we took all of that educational knowledge that, that she had and we brought it to a team, which we were not really a full-time team. It was just basically people within my network that I was contacting sound designer that I worked with before, a couple of 3D artists that were on our team. And we put together this experience in three months that became a huge hit here in the wow. UAE. And it has a... We're yeah. using Unity or... We were using Unreal. Unreal. We're, uh, I mean, we're an Unreal uh, studio. We, yeah, we, we have developers that use Unity. But for us, we were going after the visuals. And, you know, back then, probably... You can argue that till today, I think yeah. Unreal, when it comes to the quality of the rendering, and that was an important factor uh, to give that triple A feel of an experience. So we, we, we opted for Unreal. Did, did you struggle at the beginning of like instead of doing simulation, and now you're doing vocational training? Like, no, I'm a games guy. I got to build games. <laughs> there's there's a bit of that that seeps into everything that we do, and I think that's what adds value to the content that we create here. Is that a lot of people feel uniqueness about content that's developed by mental yeah. and they can't really put their fingers on it and the reality is the the team uh structure that we have is very similar to a, a gaming uh studio as a matter of fact most of the team that we have and you met some of them they worked at companies yeah. like relic and ubisoft etc and they bring that knowledge with them but the one thing that we wanted to make sure that we don't uh, uh take for granted is the educational side of it so from the get-go, uh, we brought in some educators as partners and, and in some cases, uh, contractors and a behavioral scientist that's ensuring that we don't get too carried away with having fun with the technology and making sure that education comes first, but the added value is the immersion. You know, like yeah. we know how to immerse players and now users into something that could result in better learning. So I always have this narrative that I paint about uh, why Vancouver has such a strong VR AR industry. Arguably, it's the second biggest VR mm -hmm. AR industry yeah. in the world. Yeah. For me, it's there's three components, and it's all about the legacy industries that were in Vancouver. So a super strong VFX industry gives you the ability to create the graphics, create the atmosphere, create the visualizations. Super strong gaming industry gives you the ability to have that game logic and the understanding of how things connect to each other and yeah. build a story and a narrative. But then the film and television industry gives you the story writers. That's right. And that then brings in the, that killer three elements that allow you to create a VR experience that is immersive, but also realistic. Absolutely. Uh, completely agree with you. And then there's uh, there's the universities. There's some really good universities yeah. and educational institutes. In the future proofing now and understanding what's coming down the pipeline and how to keep uh, abreast of everything. Exactly. Yeah. But when it comes to computer graphics and gaming, I think Vancouver is one of the best cities to you know, like, you know, the quality of studios there and the games and, and products that came out of Vancouver, they speak, you know, speaks to, to themselves. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's amazing how I'm here in Abu Dhabi, yeah. but I'm still connecting right back with yeah. Vancouver True, startups. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Or so, Hany, the, the journey of an entrepreneur is full of ups and downs, yeah. and you've sure had your fair share. Being an international entrepreneur, now managing a dynamic team and I guess now you're also probably have remote workers yeah, as well. That's right. Tell me about some of the challenges that you've faced um, in your career. So I think you know, there's nobody that tells you about what it takes to become an entrepreneur. Nothing and nobody no. can prepare you for the challenges that, that come with it. I think you, 
you just have to be, uh, it's, it's a, it's a literally, I mean, I know it sounds cliche, but it's truly a roller coaster, right? You have great days where people are trying your product and the hard work that you've done. And, uh, and it's, there's nothing more rewarding than when they take the goggles off is like, that was amazing. That was insane. And all of that. Uh, but then there's the hard part of it, you know, and it's a combination of, um, uh, getting funding, right? Getting projects, uh, uh, making sure that you're not perceived as a, as another gimmicky technology, right? All, all a combination of all of that, that, that creates the, the challenge, uh, for mental specifically, you know, being in Abu Dhabi, you touched on the, the value that a city like Vancouver can add where there's the market has amazing talent there and a lot of, uh, a lot of good schools that you can, you can hire from. That is not the case here in Abu Dhabi, although it's changing. Uh, and hopefully we're part of, uh, you know, building that ecosystem, having studios like Ubisoft open here and mental, the part, the partnership that we have with New York University of Abu Dhabi, we, we have an internship program. We invite the, the students over and that's great in the coming years, yeah. but immediately what now? when we need to scale, uh, it's really, really difficult for us to find people that have the, the experience that we need. And that's, uh, that's part of the reason why we ended up setting the, setting up the studio in, in Montreal is to tap into that talent. And, uh, you know, our CTO, Arthur now, like you said, is in Montreal and, uh, it just changed the game for us. You know, when, when we need to scale it's so much easier yeah. for us, there's a lot of talent that's available there and great incentives that, uh, you know, the Canadian uh, government, the federal and the provincial uh, governments are offering us. So what type of stressed or, or anxiety do you get? Uh, probably some of the audience members have yeah. multiple offices, but a lot of times when you're doing it for the first time, yeah. you're managing a team, not just in, yeah. in, in other parts of the Middle East, yeah. you're on the other side of the world. Exactly. Well, <laughs> was it nine hour time difference, yeah. 12 hour from here to Vancouver, nine yeah. hours to Montreal. Yeah. Like things are happening while you're asleep. Like, yeah. How do you? Well, the, the key, the thing is you have to compromise on, on sleeping, right? So sometimes, um, you know, especially when we still have some developers in Vancouver uh, and it, uh, it's about 12 hour time difference, right? So uh, it's 7, 8 p.m. here. You're completely <laughs> burnt out, you yeah. know, and you get a phone call, somebody that's having their cup of coffee, coffee they're, right, hey. they're, they're ready to. It's like, yeah. hey, I'm ready to tackle yeah. <laughs> this problem the other day. I'm like, I did not need to know this exactly. problem is happening right now. Exactly. I want to go to sleep. And you have one of two choices. You either go to sleep and, and basically risk the, the whole operation or you're just going to have to suck it up and just uh, and just deal with it. But, uh, you know, it's, it's that, that emotional thing that the, uh, uh, sacrifice that you have to make on your personal life, on, uh, on your, uh, um, to a certain extent, you know, like the, your, your mental health, right? Because it's, uh, it becomes an obsession and you, it feels good because it's something you're passionate about. And it's almost like a, like a Lego game where you fall asleep because you're tired and you want to wake up in the morning and continue building yeah. it. But after time, you don't realize the toll it takes on your, on your mental health, right? Because you've. You're basically, uh, in some ways, it's it's a bit um, selfish because you start ignoring people in your personal life, and there's there's challenges that that, that come with that. So th that is probably one of the biggest challenges. The other thing is, so, so there's your family outside of work, but then there's your family at work, and you got to make sure that there's always funds in the business here you know, to pay the salaries and to to uh, to fund the operation, and that's constantly ongoing. You know, securing uh, new business. Uh, getting investment and, and all of that. And, and it's a responsibility yeah. right, that you have to, to worry about. And, and, and at the top, you're yeah. obviously taking more um, headache and stress on that yeah. because you know what your runway is. Other people might not see exactly. it. And then they don't know how hard it is to bring in that next 
client. Exactly. exactly. Absolutely. But and I think uh, even probably more important than that is um, the stress of uh, knowing your identity and what what value proposition you have to the market and how do you stand out amongst all the competition, yeah. right? So while you're while you're worrying about all of these things, like creatively before you even roll up your sleeves and start doing the work how do you make sure that you're what you're doing is something that's that the market needs because first and for, foremost you know like the users need and the customers in our case it's a b2b business the, the the businesses need to give us that positive feedback so building that that business case and doing all these pilots and pocs and 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 failing over and over again and the the, the our motto is to like many other uh, startups fail fast right yeah. But how do you keep the team motivated when they know that, you know, nine out, of, nine out of 10 times they have to, you know, restart from scratch, not, not from scratch because there's learning yeah. that comes with it. So ha- having a team that's willing to go through that journey, an iterative journey to, to be able to do work, throw it away and do the next one and, and so on and so forth. Yeah, there's definitely a yeah. level of mental yeah. Yeah. appetite to do that. Yeah. Uh, so I'm going to wrap this up, but uh, you made a decision to come back to Abu Dhabi. Yeah. What is it about Abu Dhabi that brought you back? And what's so great about building a company and, and building a family here in Abu Dhabi? Absolutely. I mean, other than the personal reasons of us wanting to, to, to be closer to our, uh, our... I'm originally from Jordan. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, it's such a great city. I mean, if you, if you look at... I mean, when we talk about Abu Dhabi, let's talk about the UAE as a whole, Dubai yeah. and Abu Dhabi. There's the, the, the progress and the speed that this uh, city is moving at is like no other city in, in the world right and part of it is um you know it's a decision from from the leaders of this country to support entrepreneurs and businesses like ours and we're here in one of the incubators and you've seen it for yourself there's a yeah. lot of there's a lot of support for innovation uh, and there's a pride that comes out of like businesses that that grow and thrive there so we quickly found out that there's this great ecosystem although there were the challenges with with hiring but there's that uh, that team that's rooting for you and is like, what do you need? Do you need more space? Do you need, and it's uh, uh, that is the first thing. The other thing is that it's a market that's maturing, so there's a lot of opportunities, especially when it comes to vocational training. And when you look at opportunities in uh, defense, uh, in uh, in energy, I mean, there's no better place to be in here than, yeah. than the Middle East when when it comes to that. So it's a great place for us to uh, to launch or soft launch uh, our our platform. Um, and it's uh, it, it, there's a lot of excitement, and there's a there's um, as challenging as it is. Once you once you prove yourself, you have a a bigger chance of standing out, you know, from because there's nobody else that's doing yeah. what you're doing. Right? Yeah. Uh, would you say uh, UAE is the gateway to the Middle East? Uh, in my perspective, I would say yes. There's a lot of innovation there. There's a lot of great uh, opportunities that, that are coming out of uh, Saudi Arabia as well. Yeah. So. Uh, you know, it's it's a new thing, but we're 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 uh, we're seeing the, the amazing startups that are coming out of uh, of Saudi Arabia, and it's a massive market, and it's it's changing very quickly. So I would say uh, UAE, Dubai, and Abu Dhabi. I would say one of the main gateways in, in the MENA region. Yeah. Awesome. Well, yeah. I'm, I'm having a blast while yeah. I'm here. I'm meeting yes. so many great entrepreneurs, yeah. so many go- so many opportunities that I can see out here, and so many connections back to Vancouver. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, Andy, this has been amazing. Thank you for it's your time. Uh, Thank you. And, and we look to, look forward to seeing great things coming out of Mental. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it.